Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Growth Podcast. My name is Caroline. I'm your host. And today, we're going to be taking a dive into the world that is social media. So I first downloaded social media, I believe Instagram. Well, I had Pinterest first, but Pinterest was pretty harmless. I think I got Instagram in middle school. And I just remember immediately after downloading it, I developed so many insecurities, which is so sad to say and so sad to think about looking back. But I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to this, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. Before I got Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, which was musically, I think, when I first had it, I never wore makeup. I didn't really think twice about my acne or my braces or maybe the fact that my skin was a little paler than most people's. I I was just living life, you know? I had a fair amount of self-confidence. You know, I wasn't I didn't feel the need to impress people. I I was just who I was and I was fine with that. And then I got Instagram. That was the first thing I got. And I remember all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, I do not feel pretty at all. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would be like, why do I have so much acne? Like, why are my teeth not whiter? Why is my hair not straighter? Why are my cheeks so red? Why is my skin so pale? Like there were a million different things I would just – I just started to rip apart about myself. And it's really sad, but that is what social media does to people. You go online and you see people with flawless skin and beautiful hair and perfectly straight white teeth. And then you walk to the nearest mirror and you take a look at yourself and you instantly feel less confident. And this can go for so many different things like fitness. The fitness world has super super high standards, I think. But for me in middle school, it was really like the beauty standard. And I remember one day my mom and I were in the car and I just broke down in tears because I felt so insecure. And I told her, I was like, I want makeup, mom. Like, I don't feel pretty anymore. Like, I don't know why I don't look like everyone else online. And thinking back, it just, it's so sad that that is what social media did to me. So, you know, time goes on. I get TikTok, Snapchat, the whole nine yards, basically all the social media platforms because that's what everyone did, you know, in high school, in college even. Like everyone has everything now. It's so normal. And, you know, I always felt like I needed to keep up with some sort of beauty standard. I always needed to keep up with like the newest makeup product so that my skin looked flawless and this and that. And I started self-tanning, which I still do. I actually really enjoy that because everyone always asks how I look so tan in the winter. I'm like, oh, this is 100% fake. Um, But I started getting into um, fitness more so my senior year. Throughout high school, I played a lot of sports and I ran track and cross country. So I was was really skinny. Like um, that was just my body type for a very long time too. And then senior year, once COVID hit 
and school ended and all that kind of stuff and I was just stuck at home, I obsessed over my body image so, so horribly. And I would just constantly compare myself to girls online. And, you know, at the time, I'm not going to lie, like I was skinny, but I did not feel like I looked that way. I was like, oh my goodness, like my stomach is so big. It wasn't. I needed to eat less. I didn't. And I just fell down this rabbit hole. And all I would do every day was just go on super long runs, do core workouts, and judge myself in the mirror. And later on, I ended up developing a really bad relationship with food. Basically, I just kind of started restricting what I ate in order to lose like as much weight as possible. It was never anything super serious, and I'm very thankful for that. I would just be very hard on myself if I had like a cookie or ice cream or dessert, like I would make sure I ran extra miles the next day. So basically just a really bad relationship with food and exercise in general. And, you know, that took a very long time to fix. And I can't blame it all on social media, but I can say that there were a lot of, you know, fitness models or society standards that definitely played a role into how I wanted to look and the person I wanted to be in the fitness world. And, you know, finally resolving my relationship with food and exercise was probably one of the best things ever. And now I've never felt more free in what I eat and how I eat and how much I eat because I see food as fuel and not as some sort of negative thing. So that's kind of just a little background on me and like how social media initially affected me when I downloaded all the apps. But the main thing that I wanted to talk about today was how I'm viewing social media now and how it still affects me. Because I think it does I think it does this to everyone, you know? And what I've mainly noticed is the fitness industry. And I'm not going to lie, that has gotten to my head a lot. But I'm better at, you know, recognizing that and recognizing that I'm who I am and that is special. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to scroll on TikTok and see someone with your dream body and wonder why you don't look like that. You know, I think everyone can relate to that. But more recently I've seen, you know, I'm obviously on the fitness side of all sorts of social media. And, you know, I see a lot of girls and they look exactly how I've ever dreamed of looking. And I'm like, okay, I've lifted for how many years? Like, why don't I have that physique? You know, and it's really easy to just get in your head and get down on yourself. But I try to remind myself that genetics play a big role in how you look and where you build muscle, where you lose and gain fat. And, you know, your bone structure. There's a lot of genetic and anatomy factors that are going on there, but it never makes it any easier, you know? Because I'm always like, oh, if I looked a certain way, then 100%, like I'd be put on a pedestal on social media, you know? Or if I had this sort of hair, if I had this sort of skin, like the list goes on and on and on, and it just stinks. So there's definitely that whole like fitness and beauty side of social media. But another thing that has really kind of not gotten on my nerves, but distorted my expectations for myself is every seeing people's morning routines or daily routines or just things like that. Because sometimes I see 
days in the life and they're getting up at like 5 a.m. to lift and they do all this and they film their skincare and film them doing all sorts of things. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally roll out of bed, like wash my face, get dressed and go to the gym. And I barely have any time to eat. Like, how am I supposed to have time to record all of this? (laughs) It's kind of crazy. And I definitely want to try it to see if it makes me a little bit more productive. But I feel like I just always look at those and I'm like, why is my morning look so much worse? Like, why is in my morning routine as like aesthetic? You know, I literally roll out of bed, put clothes on and brush my teeth if I'm running late to class. And not only that, but I feel like social media has just kind of distorted the way we think about things and the way we go about life and Sometimes I can even feel pressured to do a certain thing, you know. I see TikToks about like balancing like, you know, going out with your friends on the weekends and the gym. And then I see other TikToks where it's like going out on the weekends will ruin all of your progress. And if you do that, then like you don't really care about yourself. And then I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to think? Like social media basically just feeds so many thoughts and so many opinions into our lives that we really don't need. Because we're not living our lives based off of how someone else thinks about us, how someone else perceives us. We're living our lives based off of what we as an individual, like what I as an individual want to do with it. But I think it's still as hard to, you know, scroll on TikTok and see someone's super productive morning routine or see how someone has like never gone out on the weekends with their friends and has like really good like fitness progress or something. And the interesting thing about social media is, you know, our devices are super duper smart to the point where it's scary. And, you know, there's the whole algorithm that goes into it. So if you're like experiencing heartbreak or like you literally talk about someone, maybe like a situationship or like someone cheating on you, your phone is going to pick up on that and that's going to be your whole feed and it's going to consume your mind and consume your life. There have been moments where like, I broke things off with, you know, a guy I was talking to or something and my whole For You page all of a sudden is about relationships and I can't seem to escape the relationship side of TikTok or Instagram and then it consumes my mind to an unhealthy point to the point where I'm obsessing over relationships and relationship advice when in reality, we should never get relationship advice from TikTok, from Instagram from any sort of social media. Those people who are posting those videos, those posts, they don't know a thing about your relationship. They don't know a thing about the person you're with. And it's all just going to mess with your mind. And it has done it to me so many times. It has made me feel crazy for thinking a certain way. And it has made me feel normal for thinking a way that is not normal. Social media has convinced me to think that People are lying to me, manipulating me, that they don't actually like me. Well, none of it's true. Literally, people post those videos to get views and we view them and then all of a sudden we're sucked in and the algorithm has us and next thing you know, our whole For You page, Instagram, I don't know what you call the Instagram, I guess it's For You page too, it's just filled with things like that. You like one weight loss video, all you see are weight loss videos. You like one video about glue growth, next thing you know, 
ton of glute growth videos and you will never feel so small in your entire life. You like a video about skincare routine, makeup? Okay, here's a ton of different makeup, skincare stuff that will make you feel like your skin is flawed in a million different ways. And that is the magic of social media. It kind of gravitates towards our insecurities because we watch videos on how to fix those insecurities. I'm guilty of it. I looked up the other day. I was like, I want to start doing like gua sha for my face. Like I'm insecure about like my jawline or whatever, which is like partially true. I'm not going to lie about that. And now all I get are gua sha videos and women with snatched jawlines and like really good facial features. And I'm like, well, now I don't want to do it because I'm feeding into this insecurity of mine, you know? And I could talk about this whole topic of social media for like way too long because it messes with our heads so much. And sometimes we don't even notice it. We just blindly scroll. We blindly like and tap through Snapchat stories. And, you know, you don't realize the effects until later on. And that's what I'm starting to notice too, for sure. And not only that, but a lot of content creators create content as a full-time job. Like sometimes I'll watch like someone's fitness video, gym video, day in a life. And I'm like, whoa, like that's all they do? Yeah, that's all they do because social media is literally their life. You know, like some people have hours out of their day to dedicate to the gym and to dedicate to making like these super cool videos, which a lot of us people that are in college working in school, like we just don't have that sort of time, you know? And it's definitely awesome. I think it's so cool. But I mean, I don't think that a full-time career on social media could be super fulfilling, you know? And you're probably like, Caroline, like you literally have a little social media platform on Instagram. And yes, you're right. But like, I don't think it's that serious or that deep. I just kind of use it for fun. Like I'm very much a people person. And if I did all my work through social media online, I don't think I'd be able to survive. <laughs> like that's just not my thing, you know? So sometimes I look at fitness influencers who like really just do content creation full time and, you know, props to them. It's, you know, I'm sure it's a lot of work in its own unique way, but like they have all day to spend like tracking their macros and hitting their macros. They have all day to do cardio or to lift and like make these cool videos. Like, whereas a lot of us don't. And yet, we aspire to be like them. We aspire to be like someone who has all day to dedicate to their health and fitness. And that's just not realistic, you know? And I think when I kind of started to recognize that, I took a little bit of a step back and I was like, okay, let's reevaluate who I am, where I am right now in life, and what my goals are. Because although I want to look a certain way, I also want to have a certain career and to travel the world at some point, and to maybe try out a new restaurant. You know, social media really does just distort our realities. And, you know, this body that we want to attain, this skincare look or makeup look that we want to attain, like that person that has that probably has all day to try out different makeup products or all day to work out, like I've been saying. So we need to stop comparing ourselves to people we see online because it really just is not the reality. And we also have to recognize 
that most of the people posting only post their good side or their good angle or when they have the best lighting or a nice filter on. You know, you don't see people when they like roll right out of bed or after they've had a rough day or maybe when they're sick. I think maybe you'll see glimpses, but you're not going to see someone who's like bloated 24-7 on there. You know, maybe they'll post it every once in a while, but point being, there is a lot of perfectionism associated with social media as well. And, you know, people praise perfectionism because you go on social media and you see someone who maybe isn't in line with what society considers beautiful and you see hate, you know, you don't see praise. So there's so many different layers to social media and it's all literally in our hand on our cell phone. Like we literally, I wish I could put my phone down and never use it, but it's such a prevalent part of today's society, you know, to communicate with people and to just keep up with the news and all sorts of, to literally do school. I have to have the Canvas app on my phone to get like notifications. Like, you know, you need technology, you need your phone. But it just stinks that social media on your phone can come with so many negative side effects. So I know I've sort of just been like rambling on about social media and all that because honestly, like that's just how I am with the podcast. I just talk like I'm talking to a friend, Um, but I'm sure my point came across and I'm sure most of you listening understand how toxic social media can be, right? So maybe you're thinking, okay, Caroline, you've talked about how horrible this is and how it can negatively affect us. So how can we change that? And before I give you some tips, also recognize that social media can be used for good. It is a way for me to keep in touch with people I haven't seen in months and years. It's a way for me to, you know, post my accomplishments if I want, to post a cute photo of the sunset. Like there's a lot of positives to social media too. I just think that sometimes we focus more on the negatives rather than the positives. And we focus more on that comparison aspect. Okay, so anyways, how can you make social media more of a positive space for your mind? Well, one thing you could do is delete it, which I've tried to do before. I actually deleted TikTok at one point because I was like, I'm on this app way too much and I need to study and focus on my studies. And it helped a ton for sure, but I don't have it deleted anymore. So there's that. Um, But in regards to social media, I think you just need to focus on trying to get like your feed, your for you page with things that inspire you. You know, like one thing that I do is if I see a TikTok that comes up and like immediately puts me in this negative mindset, I like hold down on it and I click not interested. So like then it won't kind of show me things like that again. Um, Another thing is Snapchat. I like really have tried to limit like who I Snapchat. Honestly, I really don't even use it that much anymore. And that's been really nice because I feel like Snapchat always made me feel insecure because I constantly be pulling out my phone and looking at myself and sending a photo to other people. So like stopping the use of that has just been very nice because I don't feel as concerned with how I look 24-7. Um, but 
Anyways, I think you should also follow accounts that align with your passions. Social media actually became a very more positive experience for me when I shifted from using my personal account where I just followed like everyone I knew and some to my fitness account where I followed like a lot of people who have similar passions as me, you know, watching other people's workouts, watching other people's transformations or recipes. I feel like recipes are a really good side of social media to be on because I don't know, there's a lot of inspiration that can come with that. Um, I also am very much on like motivational TikTok and Instagram. I get like my feed. If you were to go on my Instagram and open it up, it would be a mixture of like probably bodybuilders, recipes, and motivational quotes. It's kind of, see, it's kind of like inspiring, kind of motivational in a sense. Um, I feel like I've also learned to compare myself less to other people's physiques and what they look like because I am me and I'm unique. And there's no one else on this planet that looks like me. Like no one else exactly like me with my personality and my traits. And yes, like maybe I don't have the ideal like hourglass figure, which is something I've probably been, um, what's the word, insecure, insecure about for as long as I can remember. But I'm just learning to embrace it. And I think that's what everyone has to do. You know, use other people's physiques or like their hair just like as maybe not even inspiration, just be like, oh, like her hair looks really good. Like I should try to find a hairstyle that looks good on me. Like, or you could say like, oh, I love that person's style. Like that looks so great on her. But instead of trying to copy it, I'm going to like think about, okay, like how do I want to change my style? Or a lot of times I'll look at these bodybuilders with insane physiques and I'll be like, that is so cool. Like I really respect that, but I love ice cream. (laughs) Or I'll just use it as some like motivation to go to the gym, you know? Just because you see someone who maybe has your ideal body online doesn't mean you should strive to look like them. If anything, you should just be like, okay, how can I do what's best and healthiest for my body? You know, because it's impossible to look like someone else. But I feel like this whole world is wrapped up in the idea of looking a certain way that we all start to look like each other, you know? So social media is something that's probably never going to go away. (laughs) And it's just the truth. So what I want you to take away from this is to maybe just approach social media a different way, you know? Try to compare yourself less and fill your feed with things that inspire you more. Focus more on inspiration from social media. Maybe you'll come across more recipes you want to try or a new clothing brand, or maybe you'll come across a new workout. I know at the end of the day, it's kind of hard to never compare yourself to people online. I mean, I'm a victim of it too at times. But just recognize who you are and what you bring to the table because that is what makes you you. That's what makes you unique. And that's what people love about you. So don't go trying to fit in with everyone and trying to match the beauty standard. Instead, just embrace your natural beauty and who you are and what you love to do.